0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. It is October the 20th on this beautiful Thursday. We are in the book of Psalms today, Psalm 90, Psalm 90, and it's got 17 verses, and we'll go ahead and begin by reading those right now. Psalm 90, verse number one says, "'Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations.'" Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up, in the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. And here's our main verse, is verse number 12 of Psalm 90. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. It is so important to measure time. All of us are given the same amount of time per day, but it really varies among us, among people, how much we're really able to get done. And I think that the smaller you measure time, as in the smaller the increments, the more value you can derive from it. In verse number 12, Moses is writing Psalm chapter 90, and he writes, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, so teach us to number our days, our days. A better question than what did I do this year would be rather, what did I do today? We've all made New Year's resolutions before, and it's here the middle middle end of October. And if you think back to the beginning of the year, I don't know that there'd be too many of us who remember our New Year's resolutions, much less spend a lot of time thinking about them day to day or give them a lot of attention because a whole year or year can come and go. But there's a lot of days in a year. There's a lot of hours in a day. There's a lot of minutes in those hours. And it's very important to measure that time. Teach us to number our days Psalm 39.4 says, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I am. You know, I appreciate this little thought right here. Other people may have more knowledge than me. They might have more energy, more wisdom. They'll have more experience, more opportunities, but nobody has more time than me. And nobody has more time than you. We are all allotted the same amount of time per day. In Ephesians 5.16, when we read from the Lord, redeeming the time because the days are evil, time there is giving, given a market value. It's, it has value of exchange. And you can exchange your time in the market of life for whatever you decide. You see, time is running out. Right now, you have chosen to spend a few brief minutes listening to this podcast. That's 10 minutes of time. Hopefully, it's a good investment. But all the time, whether you want to or not, time is being spent from your time clock. From your three score and 10, as we read here in verse 10 of Psalm 90, which is 70 years, or by reason of strength, four score years, uh, which would be 80 years, or maybe a little more, or quite possibly less. None of us are guaranteed another day. But know this, for whatever you spend that time on, you'll give an account. And you can direct the expenditure of your time into something worthwhile and eternal. Or you can let the spigot run into nothing, wasting the most precious resource that you have, which is time, and time really is. And so then as we think about that, we think about, Lord, teach us to number our days. Really, it comes down to how can we best prioritize our time? And we answer that by asking ourselves, what are our priorities? And to do that, you have to determine what are the most important God-given roles that you have? What are your obligations? Now, obviously, you've got to work. You've got to go to work. You've got to pay the bills. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, some will be a little more, some will be a little less, but eight to 10 hours per day are filled with work. You also need to sleep. So we'll say generously eight hours. Some of us may be a little more, some of us a little less, but eight hours. You got to eat, let's say, three hours a day. You got to drive, drive to work, drive to church, whatever. You got to drive around. So let's say 10 hours a week. That still with all of that leaves you 35 hours a week of discretionary time. And whatever you do with that time can make the difference between success and failure, between greatness and mediocrity. And the only difference is what you chose to do with that time. So what are your most important roles? What are your most important priorities? In determining what you're doing with your day, what you're doing with every five-minute increment, half-hour increment, every hour increment, your discretionary time, you have to ask yourself, who am I? What are the roles that God wants me to fulfill? It might be a little different for everybody, but number one is a child of God. You, no matter what else you have going on, you must spend time with God in His Word, and in prayer every day, throughout the day. And you might say, well, I don't have a lot of time for that. When you spend time with the Lord, it gives clarity and wisdom in the expenditure of your time. It really is a time multiplier. I think it was Martin Luther who said, who wrote one time, I have so much to do today, I must spend three hours in prayer before I get started in order to see that I'm able to get it done. I'm paraphrasing there. But for him, prayer and time spent with the Lord was a time multiplier. Okay, so everybody's a child of God. You've got to give priority to the Lord every day, and that will align everything else. And so for me, number two, I would say the most important thing for me, and it might be different for you, is a husband. I am a husband. For me, my wife after the Lord is number one. If I'm with my friend, my parents, I'm at church, I'm in a meeting, and my wife calls, I'm answering the phone. She gets first place. I'm the husband, only one lady. She needs priority in my time and my love and my life. Next, I'm a dad. I have three kids in a few days, I'll have four. Our wife is my wife is due with our fourth here in maybe a couple weeks or so. And I'm their only daddy. I get their childhood for just a few years. I must give them priority. I've got to mentor them, influence them, train them, love them, because I'm their only father. God has given me those children. They're in heritage of the Lord. Also, I would say that I'm a stencil and by that I mean, and this is just how I feel, uh, I like to give my family, even beyond my wife and kids, priority, if a if, if stencil or an in-law or somebody needed anything, called me, they needed help for whatever reason, I would be there. If I had to take a plane or something, I put a high value on my family. Now, uh, that's after I'm a child of God. So I wouldn't sin to help a family member or compromise the word of God. You understand. Next, I would say I'm a preacher. God's called me to pastor. Uh, I'm a friend. I need to be a loyal friend. And this, this little list helps me. And you might have some more on there, maybe in a little different order, but God's called me to these different things. So if I choose to go work out, for example, go exercise, it's to be able to do these things better. If I read, it's mostly a strategic choice to support these roles something about the Christian life, a book about being a husband or, or a father, a book about being a preacher, a man of God, a book about the Bible so I can preach better. If I have a hobby, It will involve a friend or a family member, or if it's something to unwind, I would do by myself. It's for the purpose of refreshing in order to fulfill these roles better. So it's limited. Don't be a servant to your schedule. Allow your schedule to serve your priorities. Be balanced, but balanced with your God-given roles in mind. And I think also how you can number your days, most importantly, is you must be led of the Holy Spirit of God. You can have a great schedule, but then a kid gets sick and your schedule is thrown off or a kid needs extra attention or they have a bedtime, but they want a story that happened last night, way past bedtime, but we had gone to the library that day. They wanted a story read to them. Okay, let's do that. And so you've got to be flexible there. And I want to point out a couple of little statements in the rest of this chapter in verse 12, it says, Teach us to number our days. But then it sort of turns here. In verse number 14, it says, Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. If you realize in your life that God is enough, that the mercy of God, no matter what he's given you, the salvation that he has given you, that's enough. You really stop stressing out about your time and you will naturally, as a spirit led child of God, give the attention of your time to what really is most important. Verse 15, the next verse, make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we've seen evil. It's saying we need to be thankful for the days you've given us. Make us glad. Yeah, even if we think the days are full of evil, make us glad because by your mercy, you've granted us these days. Verse 16, let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. In other words, let us do God's work in these days that we've been given and then show God's glory to our children. Verse 17, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands upon us, yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. He's saying, Lord, allow us to spend our days doing that which pleases you. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Lord, I thank you for this passage. I pray that you'd help the listener today to number their days. Lord, teach me to number my days. Help me to give priority where it's due. Help me to be pleasing to you with how I choose to spend the minutes of my day. Lord, help us all as we seek to get better and better at this teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen.